The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Program. Children are getting ready to go back to school, as I said. Uh, Dr. Neve Lynch, a paediatric consultant, is with us in our uh, Republic of Work studio. Neve, good morning. Good morning, Jonathan. This is the time when we're all terrified because we're waiting to find out are they going to get COVID, which is doing a lot of the rounds at the moment. They'll get the stomach bugs, they'll get everything. I've never known any of my kids to go back to school without picking something up because it's just this great coming together of, of disease in many ways, isn't it? <laughs> the giant Petri dish that is school. Yeah, it's inevitable. And I don't think we need to fear it. It's normal for children to get infections. So the average preschooler will have one viral infection a month during the viral season. So from September, October to April they will have on average one infection a month. That's average. So some kids will get it every two weeks. Some might only get one every six weeks. But on average, they will. And they have to because they have to build their immunity to all of these infections. So RSV is the kind of the one we worry about the most in the small babies because they can get bronchiolitis from that. But unfortunately, kids will bring that home from school along with other things. So to be honest with you, having been there myself, this, the most stressful situation is when you have a very small baby at home and you have an older child going to preschool mm. or school because they're a bit bigger, they're better able to cope with these their bugs. Their immune systems yeah. have encountered uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, and they're, they're just older and their immune systems are more mature. The big concern is them bringing it home. So I think it's very normal to ex- expect the snots and the sneezes and the mucus everywhere. That's just normal. That's part of our winter life. You know, we can't we can't avoid it. Um, but I think it's just important to be ready for it as well. And to sort of, you know, what I always advocate for is having a sort of a flu kit at home. So so that, you know, because these things never happen nine to five, you know, so it's always the middle of the night when your kid wakes up with the temperature Correct. or, you know, the vomiting or whatever. So like have your stock of Nurofen, your stock of Calpol, make sure it's appropriate, make sure you have the right dose as well, because the dose on the bottle is just a guideline. It's not correct for their weight. Um, so check with your pharmacy or your GP what exact dose you should be giving them. Because you could be underdosing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and or over and you don't want to do either. You don't really. do either. Yeah. Now, we, we've learned a lot in the last couple of years with COVID yeah. and good habits, I'd imagine, totally. in terms of disease prevention. Are we going to forget all them? Yeah, now? well, that's human nature, you know. I mean, when, when was the last time you saw a public hand gel thing <laughs> yeah, that yeah. had hand gel in it if you weren't in a hospital? Exactly. Uh, we're humans. We move on, you know. So I think it's important to sort of try and keep those in your memory for the home environment, particularly if you have a, a one snotty child on a smaller, younger baby who's, you know, a little bit vulnerable, that you don't have them slobbering their baby sibling with kisses, that you make sure that they wash their hands when they come home from school, that you, you know, if they are sick, to your your best of your ability, keep them apart from each other. It's not always easy, but, you know, just to try and stop the, the, the viral load being transmitted to the smaller, more vulnerable member of the household. Or indeed, if you have somebody who's immune compromised at home, somebody who's on chemo or very elderly, just to, just to be aware, we know very well now, we've had a three-year tutorial on how viruses spread. They all spread pretty much the same way which Mm. is through droplets through contaminated surfaces and through the air so you can manage the 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 contaminated surfaces one the best way as we know to prevent disease and spreading is to remove the infected person from the environment now schools really don't want kids snotty noses coming in parents might go I have to go to work or I need to do that meeting I'll send them anyway and how bad is that for spreading disease well, that's how it spreads, you know. So, you know, when you put 30 kids in a classroom, they're they're tactile. They're going to be interacting with each other. They're going to be passing viruses from one to the other. 
a snotty nose is not a, necessarily in and of itself a reason to keep your child from school. You know, very simple, mild upper respiratory tract symptoms like that are not an indication. But if a child has a fever or if a child has a bad cough, then you really should keep them home. And mm. I know that's difficult for parents because of childcare and all of that kind of thing. And then there's this pressure to have the impeccable school record as well. But I think, you know, for the sake of a potentially vulnerable class member, uh, it's the kinder thing to do uh, uh, is to keep the child out of school. Now, there's a lot of COVID around at the moment. Mm. I think anyone who's picked it up in the last few weeks, myself yeah. included, will know uh, it's there. It's not necessarily serious. Um, nobody's kind of um, being badly affected unless they have underlying conditions. But boy, is this particular book transmissible. So uh, how afraid should we be about sending children with very mild symptoms into school? So they're, they're, unless you have, you know, very reliable antigen and tests at home, there's no way you're going to be able to distinguish between what's a common cold or COVID at this stage. And at this point, you know, it's it's. there's no way you can eyeball a kid and say, this is COVID. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, you, you can't restrict their movements for every single little cough and cold that they have because, you know, we kind of have to try and get back to normal a bit as well. But again, to be considerate that there may be vulnerable people in the classroom. Um, there are things that can be done within the classroom as well. You know, st- there's still great evidence that HEPA filters, for example, really improve the air quality. Like In you, general, not yeah, just because exactly. of COVID. And, yeah, exactly. And, you know, so that all the viruses that are circulating in the classroom, there's, you know, there's still benefit to those. It would be a pity if they were kind of put away in the corner now that COVID is done. Because I do think kids probably got a benefit from having cleaner air in the classroom, you know. One of the things that uh, is going to change is, is sleep. Sleep patterns are absolutely all over the place. Anyone who has kids will know now that the children are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's an awful thing to hit them with it on the Sunday night before yeah. they're due to go back to school. I would like, start practising next week. That's you, what we're going to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to have to lead them into yeah. it, aren't you? Because yeah. if, if you tell a child, a nine-year-old who's used to staying up till maybe half ten, mm. you're back in bed now at nine, yeah. they're not going to take it well. No, and they'll be shattered. Yeah. And, and, you know, actually sleep is very important for your immune system. So a very tired child actually is a little bit more vulnerable, you know. So good sleep is very, very important and we should do our best to sort of set them up for a successful return to school. So, you know, trying to kind of pull back the bedtimes and bring forward the getting up times for the next week now, because most people have about a week before school is back. Doing that will get them ready for, you know, the, the shock that is school. And, it, and boy, is it a shock, mm. uh, not just for the children, but for the parents as well. Dr. Neve Lynch, pleasure as always. Thank you so Thank much you. for joining us on the Pat Kenny Show this morning. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.